Welcome to the Kill the Lion podcast. It's me, Cody Clark. We have a good show for you today with uh, Magenta Squash from YouTube. A friend of mine and just somebody I'm in awe of. She does really great stuff on there, really funny stuff. Definitely check her stuff out and also listen to me talking to her. As always, if you like the show, support us. KillTheLionFilms.com. $2 per month. That's all we're asking for. $2 per month. It helps us make these great podcasts and it helps us make these great movies that we make. So support us. $2 per month. And now, Magenta Squash. All right, Magenta, good to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. All right, so you are in L.A. now. Last I saw you was in New York City because you're, you're kind of East Coast based. That's where you're from, but you made the, uh, the pilgrimage out to the entertainment capital of uh, the world or whatever. How are you liking L.A.? I, I love it so far. It's been, it's been pretty warm, but apparently colder than usual for this time of year. I got to meet a bunch of cool people, and there's always so many like shows and things going on. So there's always something to do. So I love that part of it. I mean, I guess New York is kind of similar, but I've never really lived in New York City. But yeah, I, I like LA so far. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. So do you have like do you have huge Hollywood ambitions, or do you just want to do like the kind of fringe, uh, more independent? Hollywood adjacent type stuff like, uh, you know, Joel Haver or Dax or, or Sir Spence or whoever else. Uh, what are your, what are your goals out there? Yeah. I, I do not want to be a Hollywood superstar. Yeah. If I could be like Dax, that's, that's all I want. I definitely look up to all the kind of YouTubers out here just doing their own thing. And I love how they're all just kind of collabing with each other and helping each other out. I think it's a, cool kind of environment here for that stuff it is because it i like the thing of make your own fun and kind of uh green light yourself and and that sort of thing because you know the the typical depressing la experience is i think uh stephen wright the comedian once described it as la is like a waiting room and it can be that if if your goals are like to get noticed and then create it will be like a waiting room and you will just be kind of waiting. But if you if you use the fact that like, wait a second, I have all these talented people around me and the weather's nice and I can get equipment for pretty cheap. I can, you know, make my own stuff and I don't have to wait. I don't have to uh, audition. I can just, you know, hire my friends and be hired by my friends just to do fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't like see myself like auditioning for anything or like doing any of that stuff. I feel like I never really like saw myself being part of the like film industry or I feel like this was never like a path that I thought about. I, I like or like expected myself to do. Yeah. Well, it's refreshing and it's a new way of doing L.A., I feel like. And I when I see Joel's stuff and when I see a lot of these guys stuff like it's just it it's a beautiful way to go about it. I think it's a it's a pretty positive spin on what can be kind of a draining place at times for people. So, you know, you mentioned you don't want you don't want to be the biggest name in Hollywood, but uh would you turn down being swept up into some project? I don't cuz I don't want to release this episode and then you lose out on something because I have some soundbite of you saying like I don't want to be a Hollywood whatever. You know, like, w- w- would you like 
be on some show? Would you be in some movie? Like, are you anti Hollywood or are you just, it's just not a goal of yours? I think it's not a goal, but if someone were to be like, hey, do you want to be on our cool new big TV show? I'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think just the whole process of like auditioning and like being among like a million other people who like, you know, seem to know more about what they're doing than me and stuff just seems like a very stressful process when I'm just like, I could have fun just trying things out for myself and, you know, collaborating with other people who are doing something similar. But no, yeah, if if anyone wants to hire me for for big Hollywood show, let me know. (laughs) Well, I feel like, you know, this kind of stuff you create, you don't really need to audition because someone either sees that stuff and they're like, all right, we need Magenta's vibe or we don't need Magenta's vibe. Like, it's it's pretty straightforward. Like, the idea of, like, all right, let's bring in all these people of a certain type. It's just so archaic. I've never responded to it. I've never felt comfortable doing that to other people. Um, I've never held a cattle call or a casting call in my life. I've always just, if I see somebody who I think could do it, I just approach them and see if they want to do it. And if they want to do it, we work together. And that should be how it is. It's just a very strange way of going about it when you bring in hundreds of people and you know you bring in everybody with blonde hair that's like five foot or you bring in everybody that's like a big beefy guy or whatever. It's just, it's kind of not creative, I feel like. And it's kind of a waste of so many people's time when like, I don't mind being on backstage and sorting through a hundred different faces just to message one or two people who uh, might be right for something that I'm I'm trying to cast Like, I'll do the legwork. I don't want to bring people out and force them into, you know, some sort of humiliating experience. It's insane. You know, it's just a, it's really not efficient. And it's really, uh, I don't know, kind of embarrassing that that's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like how you do it? You just kind of look around until you see someone that feels right and then you message them? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do that if I already have the character in mind, of course, because that's easy because then I'm just finding a type. But I'll use it to jog my own kind of creativity where like so many times I've seen a face and I just see a character assemble in my mind. That that was the case for Ramekin, which I kind of uh, alluded to in the sequel. I kind of explained that process of like, yeah, I saw Jamie's face and I just kind of saw the movie uh, and the movie wrote itself. I didn't need to meet her, but of course I did meet her. But, you know, you just you just kind of read somebody. It's almost like a psychic connection, except you're not trying to, like, say anything true from their actual life. You're just trying to, like, be like, oh, I could see how you would be great in this role. It's like I almost want to be like a uh, like a psychic person to help people find roles that they would be good for. Like somebody just comes to me who's like, I don't know what I would be right for. And I'll just be like, all right, let me look at you. Let me hold your hands, close my eyes, and all right, here's the movie I see that you would be good in. Hell yeah. And then send them on their way or something. I could be like a a creative medium or something. Yeah, I love that. So that was that was kind of the process when I when I found you and I I put you in Tiny Plastic Sharks, which I don't know when it'll be coming out, but Magenta has a sizable part in that film and uh we we had a blast shooting that in one night. We shot like about 40 minutes of great usable material in a couple hours. She came down 
uh, to New York City and just was a trooper and was delightful and did so much great work in the film. It was just, you know, I, I got used to your vibe on YouTube and we kind of became friends in a very similar way to when I met Joel, actually, which is I met Joel on our filmmakers, the Reddit for filmmakers. He posted Island uh, many years ago and I watched Island and nobody else did. And I was like, dude, this is really great. And it was, you know, nobody really responded to that thread that he posted of his movie and uh, maybe like one or two other people, actually. I don't want to say nobody, but but yeah, I reached out to him and I was one of very few who did. And we became friends that way because we were both in New York City. And kind of similar how I found you was that you posted on Joel's subreddit, you posted a, a Bananagram sketch that you did. And I think I was like one of the only people who was like, that was really good. Like, I really liked that. And everyone else just kind of, I don't know what it is with good work, but it kind of freezes people in, in some capacity I've noticed. And nobody else kind of really checked it out or responded, but I did. And, and we became friends that way. You watched bed, you liked bed. And yeah, if you like each other's work, the friendship kind of soon follows. Yeah. I mean, I guess with Jewel Haver's subreddit, I guess it's not, it's not huge. There aren't, you know, too many people on there. True. Yeah. But for mine, I don't really go on like the filmmakers subreddit or something, but I would assume you shouldn't, I don't, I don't <laughs> recommend it at all. I assume it's very like, stereotypical like filmmaker bros kind of with their i don't know is it like very much they're probably very like anti doing your own thing no budget you know oh yeah yeah they were they did a thing i didn't spend too much time on there but they did a thing where like you could get like a special flair or something by um if you if you worked on like hollywood productions or whatever so it was like this thing of like that way people would know that your advice in any of the, you know, threads where somebody's asking a question about filmmaking, that way people would know that your advice should be taken seriously. And so like I remember looking at like the form to like get the flair or whatever. And it was like you basically if you if you were on a film set in any capacity, you could have just picked up a a cable once or you you could have just been a gopher or whatever. Suddenly your opinion, you could get this flair that would put your opinion way higher than anybody who actually makes films but makes them outside of the studio system so it's impossible to get artistic or creative advice on there and it's also you're you're put way below anybody who you know may have does doesn't have a creative bone in their body but you know wants to be around films or whatever but suddenly their opinions higher than yours it was pretty crazy like me somebody who had made like probably 10 films at that point my opinion was extremely low and uh, anybody who who'd even walked onto a film set accidentally, uh, their their opinion was way higher. It was a very strange environment. I didn't like it too much. I left it pretty quickly. But yeah, it's it's hard to find artistic advice in that kind of nerdy and and definitely broy environment, I feel like because it's it's a more sensitive, thing it's a more ethereal thing like they want to talk about what the the latest camera is like and i don't care about the latest camera i care about the camera that has been around for five ten years and everybody knows is reliable because i want something reliable you know i've I've totally different priorities i because i actually want to make something yeah and and you you're you're very prolific as well and often the most prolific people like they're they're the least kind of um 
obsessed by the technical aspects that are everything but doing the actual thing. So it's like if if you if let's say you want to be a filmmaker, if you sit down and like look at like all the latest camera videos of like what's coming out in 2023 or 2024, you might feel like you're a part of the process of like being a filmmaker, but you're not doing anything. You're just watching YouTube videos and salivating over pixels on on a new camera or something and you're not actually making something whereas the people that make stuff they can use an iphone they can use an older camera they can use whatever because at the end of the day just they just want to create something that people are going to uh respond to and and have a chuckle or be feeling some emotion from or whatever yeah yeah for sure yeah i feel like i mean only only a couple months ago (laughs) i actually like get a camera i was just kind of like using my iphone for everything but I feel like I haven't felt like it's held me back too much, but I, I love the new, my new, uh, T8i Canon Cody recommendation. Yes. Yes. I, I kind of, I'm glad you're liking it. Cause you know, I, I put some time and energy into thinking like what would be right for you. Cause periodically people will come to me for camera recommendations. And the truth is like every camera is basically good. It's just about what you want to do with it. So you can put yourself into a corner and make everything really difficult if you get like the latest, greatest camera, but it's just not geared towards what you want to do or what your goals are. So I tried to tailor it specifically to you. So I'm glad you're glad you're liking uh, the Canon T8i. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been pretty reasonable to figure out. Haven't had too many issues with it. Used it today. <laughs> That's good. So... So you actually shot with Joel today? Yeah, it was crazy. We can we can say that we don't have to cut that out, right? Yeah, we can we can we can say that it's not confidential. Yeah, a video. It's about um, P. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> P video coming soon. Um, I can't give too many spoilers. I don't want spoilers. I want I want to see it as organically as possible. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, it was like it was a fun process. It was very like improvised. We like really did not talk much about it before. He was just like, "Okay, yeah, let's do it." And I was like, "Okay." That sounds about right. Yeah, that's been my experience uh, in his videos as well. Yeah, it's fun. It was fun. Yeah, great. I- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, 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 we'll be out soon. So how about you? Are you have you been shooting any new uh videos while you're out in LA? I know you're trying to be a a skateboarder in some capacity. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so I do not skate, but I love Tony Hawk. But yeah, Tony Hawk is having a contest and like the winner gets to meet him and um skate with him. So I was I was trying to get up there. I'm gonna make. I'm planning to make another video about that. I'm trying to make a bread skateboard. <laughs> um, so I, I'm working on that. <laughs> what else? I also recently got a green screen, which I've never had before. So I'm like, oh, this is a lot easier to use and like key out than I expected it to be. I, feel like I have like no like technical background in any of that stuff, but I but it's like I figured out it was so much easier than I expected it to be. Well, it all <laughs> sounds good. I I'm excited to see the bread skateboard. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm also excited to see what you you end up doing with the green screen cuz any tool like that, you'll you'll eventually come up with ideas just by having that as a 
thing that you can use or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you, I recently watched Strummer. Oh, yeah? I loved it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I felt like it was very, like, relatable. I'm glad. Yeah. Like, trying to fill the void by going on dating apps and by trying to make cool art. Good, relatable stuff. Everyone watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I intended it as, like, a very relevant piece. And I remember when you watched Bed, you you said the one thing that like nobody ever says to me after they watch it, whether they like it or they don't like it, they usually always say that they related to the girl character in it. But you actually were like, oh, I related to your character. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fucking thank you. Finally, somebody like relates to that <laughs> one. I, I relate to both because I wrote it and it's kind of like two halves of me, but it's just so it's so weird how like that character uh gets kind of I don't know forgotten or people yeah. don't want to say they relate to that one I feel like as much as they might want to say they relate to the girlfriend character in bed. Yeah, that's interesting that most people they relate to the girl more. Yeah, I think it's it's the safer choice as far as admitting something about yourself in some sort of review or some sort of take. Yeah. Um, it's just a little easier. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm like the more responsible one or whatever. It's just a little self-aggrandizing, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just glad whenever anybody likes anything. That's always good. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm glad you watched fucking Strummer because I think that's Joel's favorite. I think he said that that's his favorite. Um, that or Bed. But, like, it's kind of underseen. When I made it, I intended, like, oh, this will be great. I'll, like, come out with, like, an album We'll record like, you know, all the songs from the movie and we'll like push the album as well as pushing like the movie. And then like all the like quarantine and pandemic shit happened. And it just like it totally fucked the proper release of that movie like completely. Yeah. The music in it was great. Yeah. The music was all songs I I really did write in high school. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I used to write uh, songs like all the time. I've written like hundreds of songs and those were some of the best of the songs that I wrote in high school. Um, so like the girl character in that, there's a piece of me in there. And there's also a piece of me in the guy character as well. It's all very like, um, it's semi-autobiographical in ways. Um, it was about, uh, Strummer was about like an actual kind of like failed band, failed relationship, uh, broken heart kind of situation. But like I changed so much of it that it really just ended up being about me more than it was about, you know, the girl that I had intended to write it about or whatever. I I feel like with anything that you do, that's like a piece of art. Eventually all the characters just become some version of yourself, whatever you're trying to do. Cause like you can only cut different sections of yourself out to create characters, I feel like. Because you don't know what it's like to be anybody else, and you also don't want to pretend that you know in a certain way. Right. So you just find the thing that you relate to and, you know, maybe the person that broke your heart or the person that, like, wronged you or whatever. You find, like, all right, well, what's the piece of me that's in there? Because we're all, we're all kind of Venn diagrams or whatever. So that was, that was the process for that. But, yeah, I'm glad you liked that movie. Yeah. Very cool. I'm kind of curious. What is your songwriting process? I feel like it's always something I wanted to do, but I like don't. I feel like I like I don't know how. How? Well, when I was when I was in high school, the process was pretty different because it was like it was me and like a couple friends. We all used to write songs, and it was just when you're in that kind of group, you just end up doing it more than you would if 
you're just an island and you're just kind of doing whatever. Nowadays, if I get like a melody or a line stuck in my head, I'll like write the rest of the song just to get it out of my head in a certain way. So I kind of do it when the the mood strikes or the inspiration strikes. Whereas back then I could just improvise a song in like a night just because like it was just a thing to do. It was just... It was as though I was skateboarding and my friends were skateboarding. You just end up skateboarding a lot. Yeah. So yeah, it was it's it's changed for me over time. I don't really like I don't release songs. I don't see myself as like a singer songwriter, but I still do it. I just I don't really care that anybody hears it. I guess just because movies are my priority. I would just always rather be working on a movie than I would be working on a song because i don't really like the recording process it's i find that really annoying whereas i i find making movies really gratifying every step of the way but it's like it's like i like skateboarding too and i i do enjoy it but like i would always rather make sure that like my legs were working when i needed them for like a shoot or something like i would i would always hate like the idea of like oh man i just fucked up this entire shoot that i have to cancel because um, I hurt my leg skateboarding or I hurt my wrist or something the night before. So like I deprioritize stuff that would cause injury to myself because I just like making movies more. Yeah. Damn. Sorry about your skateboarding injuries. <laughs> oh, I don't have any. I've never actually injured myself skateboarding, oh, okay. but it's just the fear of it is what's going to cause you to kind of do it, it in a weird way. It's like um, if you tell yourself like, don't do something your brain isn't going to interpret that as like don't do it it's just going to obsess over the idea of it happening and then it'll happen like you, you, do you know what i mean yeah it's like uh your brain can't tell the difference between wanting to do something and not wanting to do something it, it can only read uh attention or intention or whatever or rather it, it can read attention but it can't re- read intention so like if you're throwing a dart and you're telling yourself like don't hit that like little girl walking across over there if you just keep thinking like don't hit that little girl your brain just hears little girl and then you throw the dart and then you kill the little girl who's just walking near the bullseye which i don't know why she's walking near the bullseye she shouldn't be over there honestly i think it's her fault yeah i think i think it's on her yeah Yeah. can you be my lawyer in uh, the case (laughs) of uh, little girl versus cody clark yeah like she should have been more careful yeah yeah i appreciate it but yeah, you basically your brain can't discern that. So you got to be careful about like what you think about. So I know that like if I'm worrying about hurting myself skateboarding, I'll be more prone to injury because I'm placing emphasis on it in a certain way. It's all mindset. Like some of it's physical, but a lot of it is a mindset thing, which is weird. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So don't hurt yourself on your bread skateboard. Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. How durable is this thing going to be? Like, not very. Like, it's literally going to be a loaf of bread and um, on, like, wheels. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. It sounds tasty. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll see how it ends up. But, yeah, it won't, it won't be too durable. If you injure yourself and you're waiting for, like, the ambulance to come, you can just snack on the skateboard while you're waiting. Yeah, it's like a two-in-one. Mm-hmm. Sport and snack. So we should talk about bread a little bit because bread has been very crucial to your success as an individual. Yeah. How did the bread obsession parlayed into uh, entertainment things start? So my first video ever 
I just filmed in my college dorm room randomly. It was called like me eating bread and looking at memes for three minutes and whatever seconds. And it was literally just that. So it was just kind of me scrolling and eating bread. It was like very shit posty, but I was like, this is stupid and it has a dumb title so people will click on it. And then my next few videos ended up being about bread. And at a certain point, I just started being known as the bread like person. So I just did more bread stuff. But I guess more recently, I just do whatever I want. And sometimes I integrate bread into it. But I do, I do love bread. But it becoming the whole theme of the channel was kind of unintentional. Well, I think you mine a lot out of bread. Because if, if somebody scrolls through your 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 YouTube channel, they're going to see every incarnation possible of like something funny that can be done with your obsession with bread, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Is there a favorite type of bread? It always changes. I really just love toast. Do you like a little olive oil and salt on there? Ooh, yeah, that's really good. Um, I like bagels. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I've only baked bread like once or twice. Do you get sent free bread all the time? Yeah, it usually arrives in Wolby, though. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I like a lot of them. I really like baguettes. Oh, focaccia is so good. Yeah, I wish when you were in New York, we could have gone to Italy, which has really, really good focaccia. Ooh. Yeah, that's the Italian like market in Midtown. Well, not Midtown, but like Madison Square Park area. Really good stuff. Really great bread. Really great, like, olive loaves and things of that nature and focaccia and all that. Oh, I love olives and bread. But yeah, focaccia is relatively pretty easy to make. I should should try to get into that. Make some baking videos. You should. Yeah. And I like, too, by the way, that, that we are both vegan. Oh, yeah. Cody has been vegan for life. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. That's a scoop. Yeah. What's the deal with, like, some bread will have, like, milk in it and shit? Have you ever, like seen that and i get like pissed off because it's like it's like what the fuck do you need milk in bread for but like you'll be in like a store and you'll like look at like the ingredients on some bread and there'll be some fucking milk yeah it's like it's like the meme that they put like milk powder in everything it's ridiculous yeah no but I'm, I'm very happy that milk that sorry bread is like most of the time almost all the time it's vegan like yeah yeah the my two big like peeves when it comes to bread are Milk randomly being in there and obviously eggs randomly being in there as well. Or if they do like an egg wash on like a bagel, it's like, fuck you. Just give me the bagel, man. Yeah. And what what's that bread? Like broish? What's it called? Yeah, yeah. There's like the really good one, but it's like super not vegan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like, uh, there's like, uh, like Jewish breads that like have like egg in them. Oh, like challah? Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck you. Like, just give me... Give me just some wheat and some water and some yeast and some salt and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the egg wash, you can just do it with oil, you know? Exactly. Same you can do thing. it. If you really want something to shine that fucking badly, there's other ways to do it. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite type of bagel? Bagel? Everything bagel. Oh, yeah. But it makes such a mess. It does. Right? You get like seeds everywhere. Yeah. And poppy seed too. You get a little poppy. If you get a poppy seed bagel, you get like half the poppy seeds like on your plate afterwards. Yeah. They've gotten really good at making vegan cream cheese also. They have. Yeah. If if you guys don't know that at home, 
It's it's really good lately. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite brand or kind or something? I mean, I like them all. I like the Tofuti one just because that's like that's been around forever. Classic. Classic. Exactly. The Violife one is pretty good. Um, the Follow Your Heart one's good too. But you know, it's just about what I'm in the mood for or what's available or whatever. But and also like a lot of the bagel places around here in New York City. They'll have like um, some vegan cream cheese usually. Yeah. Which is nice. All right, we're back. Cool. Where did it cut off? So pick up at just asking me if I can tell like the difference between like different cheeses and fake meats and stuff. Okay. Are we revealing to the audience <laughs> that this is that this is repeated content? Um, I mean <laughs> they don't have to know. Yeah, I don't think they need to know. Okay. We don't know them that well. Okay. Yeah. So as someone who's been vegan for so long, can you tell the difference from like how they used to make fake cheeses and meat alternatives and how they are now? Yeah, I can tell. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, the episode cut for those listening, like we lost a chunk of it, but we're going to make it up to everybody by just being even better than we were uh, in that chunk that, that we lost. Yeah. We're just going to be on fire. This is like lightning round. We're going to be imbued with lightning, and we're just going to be better. That's a lot of pressure. If we don't live up to it, it's fine. But as long as they know we're trying. So this is like Super Saiyan us. I didn't even watch Dragon Ball Z, but this is... I've, I haven't watched it either. You know, when their 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 hair goes all golden. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you get all the muscles and you get your hair turns like yellow and, and all that. Yeah, that happens to me. Yeah. I think that's super saiyan. Somebody at home is probably like, no, that's not actually, a, that's something else or whatever. But for me who hasn't watched Dragon Ball Z, I, I'm calling that super saiyan, which I'm either accurate on or not accurate on. I don't know. Someone comment down below if Cody is accurate on that. I would like to know, like, gen- genuinely, and I don't want to have to Google it, and I probably won't remember to anyway. Someone will let us know. So what do you like? Obviously not Dragon Ball Z, but what do you what do you enjoy? Like, in- to watch? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Or in general? Sure. I guess we could talk about comedy stuff. Love Nathan Fielder. Big fan of the new uh, I Think You Should Leave. Yes. Everything you mentioned so far is is great, by the way. Hell yeah. I mentioned two things. <laughs> you mentioned bread. Oh, I mentioned bread too. Bread's great too. Um, well, I guess we talked about the YouTube people I like. Huge Dax Flame fan. Same here. What else do I like? Sasha Baron Cohen. Who's that? Um, Borat guy. Who's Borat? Do you not know who Borat is? I know who Borat is. Oh, you're just messing with me? No, I'm just a good actor. I'm not messing with you. I'm just a oh, good actor. Oh, you're just a good actor. It's not messing with you if it's acting. Oh, fair enough. See, I have more respect for the, uh, the the medium of acting than you do, apparently. Yeah. You think it's just messing with people. I think acting is messing with people. Yeah. <laughs> that should be your book on acting. Yeah. <laughs> acting is messing with people. Wait, other... Th- wait, sorry. I'm naming stuff I find funny. Oh, I love South Park. Mm-hmm. I've always loved, do you know You Suck At Cooking on YouTube? It sounds familiar. He does like cooking tutorials, but he has very like dry sense of humor and fun jokes. I think I take a lot of inspiration from him. Yeah, I don't I don't think I ever saw that, so I will check that out. 
Who else? What else do I find funny? What about shit you don't find funny? Shit I don't find funny? That other people do find funny? I don't know. What do I not find funny? I don't know. I feel like I find everything funny. I think that's the right attitude. Yeah. Do you find me funny? (laughs) I'm trying to think. Um, Like, tell me a joke. All right. Um, Let me think of a joke. Or remember a joke, rather. I'm not going to improvise an entire joke. Yeah, do you want to do like a little improv thing and I'll tell you if we're funny? Okay. I've been taking improv classes. Have you really? <laughs> yeah, at UCB. It's been really fun. That's great. I would love to see you do improv. Yeah. Still a beginner, though. Wait, so what do I have to do? Am I, I'm being tested on my funniness in some capacity. What do I have to do? We, you could improvise a joke or you can like tell me one that you remember. Okay. Or we can like do a little scene. Let's do a scene. Okay, cool. We need a suggestion, need a suggestion from, the, from the audience. The audience. <laughs> and then we just wait in like total silence for an hour. This <laughs> is <laughs> the rest of the episode. Um, do you want me to let me let me google random word. Okay. Random word generator. Okay. Parking. Parking. Okay, I like that. Okay. So we have to do a sketch or improvised thing right now about parking, right? Yeah, we'll do it, and then I'll tell you if you're funny or not. But you're participating, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Should you say the first thing, or should I? I can start it. Okay. Oh, Cody, this parking lot is so full. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Where are we going to park our car? Our car? Our car. We own it together, of course. Well, I think uh, we should take the car. And I'll push on one side of it, and you push on the other, and we could kind of make it a bit smaller, and we could get a space that way. Oh, we can, like, compress it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Let's do that. Okay. So I'll get on one end. Okay, I'm on the other end. Ready? Okay. Uh, uh, oh, it's getting smaller. Oh, nice. Oh, but but not small enough. Oh, no. Maybe do you have some baseball bats? We can, like, hit it to compress it even further. I think I have some in the trunk. Oh, perfect. Are you by the trunk or am I? I'm by the trunk. Let me open it up. Here, I'll press the button and it'll open. Oh, oh, you have some weird stuff in this trunk. What do I have? Baseball bats. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> well, I was bringing them to the, the factory to return them. Oh, the baseball bat factory, yes. Yes, I was bringing them back to the factory because um, they didn't make them well enough. Oh, well, they're going to come in useful now as we compress the car even further. They might or they might not. They might break. Oh, let's let's try it out. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. 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 Oh, no, there's we broke the window and there's glass everywhere. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, but look, a car just left. I guess this was all for nothing. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that two and a half stars out of five. Yeah, that was pretty bad, but <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're I think we're just I think it's just hard doing it remotely. It is. It is. That was a fun activity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This episode's gone off the rails. Okay, uh, let's bring it back. I got to ask you questions because you're the guest. Okay, and you're you're here to answer questions, right? Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about Fish Face Forever, which was your your feature film debut as far as a, yeah your first movie that you made, which you made uh, 
instead of watching the Oscars, as so many did, including myself, as part of Joel's yearly ritual and encouragement to others to make a movie instead of watching the Oscars, shoot an entire feature-length film in three hours. And I, I really enjoyed yours. It was disturbing at times. It was funny at all times. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a lovely piece. And uh, why don't you describe uh, what Fish Face Forever is to the folks at home? Thank you. Yes. So quick synopsis. Fish face is a disease where um, your mouth does like the, you know, the fish mouth mouth thing. But it starts where you have it. Every once in a while, your mouth does the fish face thing. But as it progresses, you get it more and more often until you're fish face forever, which means you're like doing the fish face all the time. And like, you can't really eat properly. You can't really talk. And it kind of messes you up so in the movie i my character got the disease and the movie kind of follows me as the disease progresses i like that the movie shines a light on an important issue yeah which is it's a horrible disease and it sucks that people get fish face forever yeah it 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 messes you up which you'd be able to see if you watched uh, the movie Mm -hmm. a little promo a little promo (laughs) Yeah, I hope people watch it. It was very, it was very fun. I mean, you can definitely, you can definitely tell that it was filmed in three hours. Um, some abrupt cuts from one thing to another, but it was, it was, it was very fun, and it's definitely motivated me to want to make longer things more. And you should. Thank you. And you made that with, uh, with your brother. Yeah, with my brother and one of my other friends. Yes. Yeah, they're both great. A lot of my videos I do with my brother. I think we we have good comedic energies that match well. Did you always get along? Yeah, I think so. I think like growing up, I have two older brothers and they would kind of fight growing up, but I was like the young sister and I was just kind of, you know. So you're the baby? I was the baby, yeah. How much older is uh, Cyan? Four years older. Okay. And then the other one is like six years older. All right. Yeah. You have, wait, you have, do you have siblings? You have a sister, right? Yeah, I have an older sister. She's six years older than me. Oh, did you get along? Yeah, we, I mean, as you get older, like the age feels like not as big of a, a leap. Like if you're, if you're six and she's 12, then it's just like you're in completely different worlds. But if you're like 20 and she's 26 or whatever, you just end up getting along more just because you feel more similar in, in age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You should put her in a, in a movie. I don't know. She doesn't really have interest. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she's not, she's not minded towards that per se. She's very good at other stuff. She's very good at like jewelry and oh, stuff. And cool. I'm sure she would be great in acting. It's just she doesn't, she doesn't have that like desire, I would say. That's all right. But she's been in she's been in one or two things that I did back in the day. Oh, really? Very, very early on in YouTube. So if you go back and you like sort it by like oldest videos or something, you'll probably see some stuff with her. Um, her name's Molly, by the way. Nice. So did you did you like always have the same kind of sensibility as your brother, like as far as comedy and stuff, and like were you cracking each other up when you were younger? Or? Yeah, I think so. I think we, yeah, I think we would make each other laugh. I feel like it was, like, a lot of, like, dumb, like, pee and poop jokes. And my parents would be like, guys, stop. But we would be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but I guess our humor has changed a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, I feel like we still find the same kind of stuff funny. And yeah, he also likes making stuff together. So, does he have any desire to do his own stuff as well, or is it always, does he always just want to do stuff that like is yours? I think I think he mostly just wants to do it to do it with me. Like he's never like done any of it. So I should encourage him to. Yeah, I mean he's funny. Like he's great. I'll tell him to. Yeah, I mean he's like he just got his like PhD in math. He's like a math person, but also funny. I'll I'll I should tell him to make a make a channel. No, I think he should. I think do you watch like Vsauce? I don't. I don't know what that is. It sounds delicious. You don't know what Vsauce is. You have to watch Vsauce. No, but it's like a it's like a science channel on YouTube. But he's also like. It's it's very it's like good cool learning science stuff, but he's also very funny. Like that could be an avenue for cyan. Yeah, like math comedy. All right, so we're gonna do a, a section of the show that we like to call stupid questions. Stupid questions, hell yeah. Yes, have you heard the show before? I have heard the show before. Okay, we're gonna do some stupid questions. I have some written down. Okay, are they all about my name? I I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> let's let's find out together. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I don't want to spoil them. Okay. Okay. Uh, first stupid question. Okay. So this is more of like a peeve of mine. Oh, no. Actually. Not with you, just with something in general. Okay. I want to I want to know what your opinion is on this. So you know how like there's there's red, green, blue, and there's magenta, cyan, yellow, right? Yes. Isn't it kind of weird how yellow is just yellow? Like every other, every other one, like magenta is just like a, a more exotic name for the, its color and cyan is more of an exotic name for its color but yellow is just yellow like it's not golden rod or it's not like whatever isn't that strange in that like trilogy yeah it, it is strange that they put yellow in that trio just give it like a fancier yellow name you know there's there's fancy yellow names i mean i mentioned one golden rod why isn't it just golden rod yeah but i mean like magenta is different from like pink or purple right and cyan is different from blue i know but it's like if we're being like real here it's like just a fancy name anyway i just thought that was always weird yeah because yellow it's just it's so common as a name yeah all right that was the first stupid question i liked it all right second stupid question what's your favorite color magenta okay what's your favorite vegetable squash okay (laughs) um have you ever heard the song bread fan no you never heard the song Bread Fan? No. By the band Budgie? No. Famously covered by Metallica? I have heard of Metallica. <laughs> okay. Metallica does a cover of a song called Bread Fan by this band Budgie. It's a really good song. It's a, if you like uh if you like your heavy metal, and I know you do, uh you should uh check it out. I'll listen to it. Yeah, there's also a band called Bread. There is, but Bread Fan the song Bread Fan is better than the band Bread. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Like, bread fan, F-A-N? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like me. Okay. So it's like, it's your fucking, you got to come out to that if you're going to wrestle or if you're going to, whatever, that needs to be your song. It's got a very, like, memorable riff, like, guitar riff to it. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right. And then the next one I had was just about the milk and bread thing, but we kind of already covered that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you should listen to Bread Fan. Okay. Was that the last stupid question? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Uh, I can come up with more. Um, no, it's okay. Okay. Well, now I made it weird. I was like, that was the last one. 
<laughs> wasn't even a good one. No, I liked it. Well, it it'll be your new favorite song, so it's kind of important as a question. Yeah, maybe it's kind of my fault because it would have been cool if I was like, "Hell yeah, it's my favorite song," and then we have like a whole thing about it. I'll listen to it right after this. I think it's probably like a metaphor for like money or something. I'm looking up the lyrics right now, and one of it, uh, one of the lines is "Bread fan." Take it all away, never give an inch, gotta make a mint, gotta make me a million. So I think it's about like being like bread isn't money, like being a fan of money, like being obsessed with that. It does sound like that. Wait, bread fan lyrics. Open up your mind, open up your purse, open up your vault. Never, never gonna. Yeah, this does sound like like a money song, but I kind of like it if you think about it literally about bread. I agree. Yeah. You should do a uh, music video where you have bread in your purse and bread in your mind and bread in your vault literally yeah yeah you don't have to do that it's okay i'll think about it well i i'll get copyright stricken very quickly yeah (laughs) all right what else we got here for listeners at home oh i can ask more questions actually uh what what am i like as a director because you've been directed by me in tiny plastic sharks oh no you were you're good we must like improvise most of it. I think the thing is, I never really knew what you were thinking. Yes. I was like, wait, was that good? Was that bad? That's an important thing. <laughs> is it okay? Well, I feel like it's none of your business as an actor Ooh. if you're doing well or not. It's just like, because like, then you'll get in your head about it. I was talking to my friend Brent about this the other day, where like, if somebody's giving me gold, the worst thing I can do is be like, that was great. Do it like that because they might not know what they did and then they get in their head about it and then they can't never, they, they they can't ever do it again because they don't know what it was. It's like an existential crisis I'm, I'm imparting upon them. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's like if, if somebody's doing something right, I don't want to overcorrect it or anything. I don't want to like call attention to it. I just want to let them keep doing what they're doing. That's great. So like when you were doing stuff like, you're giving me great stuff and like i just didn't want to like ruin that in any capacity it's almost like it's like if you see a deer in the woods and you don't want to like make any sudden move in any capacity that's gonna like scare the deer away or whatever wow okay thank you that's good to hear yeah you did great you were awesome thank you yeah no good good directing it was fun yeah chloe was also awesome shout out to chloe yes chloe my my right hand woman yes Oh yeah, and Kyler, good good guy also is fun. Yes, yes. You and Kyler did some really, really funny stuff together, which I can't wait for people to see. It'll be done at some point. Oh wait, yeah, one more shark question. Have you seen the new Big Shark movie? I have not yet, but me neither. Uh, everybody asks me, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will watch it. I've watched over a hundred shark movies, so I will watch it at some point. But it's easy to get burnt out. Yeah. When you've seen as many as I have. I don't think I've like seen any shark movies other than like Invisible Shark. Do you want some recommendations? <laughs> yeah, I mean you're the you're the expert. Okay, this will be for you, and it'll be for for the audience, the people at home. Yes, yes. So I have seen over a hundred, which is is not an exaggeration in in the least. One I really like is Deep Blue Sea, which is just really fun, which most people are familiar with. It came out in the '90s, but like. People know Jaws. Mm-hmm. Great, whatever, fine. But Deep Blue Sea is really fun too. It's more of a B movie, but it's like 
when you watch over a hundred shark movies, a lot of the B movie ones are like so fucking terrible. Whereas Deep Blue Sea, you just get more and more appreciation for it because it's just simply not terrible. But I like it; it's just fun. Um, but my favorite, like as far as like a movie movie goes, um, are two. It's a movie and its sequel. So Forty Seven Meters Down and Forty Seven Meters Down Uncaged. Those two movies are so fucking good. Oh, really? I love them. Like, I genuinely, like, I like them better than Jaws. I feel like I've, I've seen the trailer for it, and I feel like I've, I thought it would be bad, but Dude, I've never seen it. No, they're so good. Okay, I thought they were going to be shot. bad, too. I thought they were going to be terrible. They're really good. And then also, I really like the one from last year with Alicia Silverstone called The Requin, which is like a French word for shark. Oh, okay. That one's really good because she goes like, she starts off the movie very differently than she ends up. And it's it's the most I've seen as far as range in her performance ever. So I would definitely uh, recommend The Requin, which a lot of people hated, but they're fucking morons because that's a good movie. Really good movie. And then as far as like other ones, I really like uh, Soul Surfer, which is about this lady who got bit by a shark. She was a surfer and uh, she lost her arm due to a shark bite. And then it's about her learning how to surf again. That's just a fun movie. Like it's it's Christian-y and cringe and weird, but like it's well made and I enjoy it. Yeah, I feel I like I've only heard of that story, but haven't yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And then also uh documentary wise, the documentary Finn, which is about the the shark fin industry is really good, which was actually made by Eli Roth, who did the Hostel movies and Cabin Fever and stuff. But he made this documentary that's really good. So yeah, those are my shark movie recommendations. Thank you. Yes. Um, any you need any other recommendations? Any other kind of movie? What are you in the mood for? Other than shark movies? Yeah. Um, what am I in the mood for? Stuff to make me cry. Ooh, okay, that's good. What what tends to make you cry though? That's that's an important question for me to ask. I just kind of like animal stuff or not animal stuff. I just like kind of like realistic relationship relationship shit or stuff, family shit. Yeah, I just like stuff about like love. I guess. Um, do you do you have like a cry in you that you you just need something to push out of you, like push you over the edge and get that cry out? Do you have one queued up? Not necessarily. I just love crying at movies. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah. What movies have you cried to? Any any movies? What movies have I cried to? Oh, I cried during a lot of Joel stuff. I think I cried in uh We Have to Leave Here Together. That's a good pick, yeah. And um That's a great movie. Yeah. I think I almost cr- I didn't cry in bed, but Okay. Well, I get I get a sense now. I yeah. I, I get you. Um I would recommend which I just watched again recently. Um a former uh podcast guest uh eric schaefer made a great movie called fall which is one of my favorite movies ever made about a kind of doomed faded romance um it's like a very very strong breakup movie it's probably the best breakup movie ever made um for for reasons i won't even explain because they you just need to experience it and then you realize like oh fuck so yeah that's a really good one and also the sequel after fall winter which you should watch afterwards if you like fall Whoa, is there a spring and a summer? He's doing, he wants to do one every 15 years or so. Whoa, okay. He's not, he's not due up to do the third one yet, but I would definitely recommend uh, fall and after fall winter and definitely watch fall first. You got to kind of start from there. 
but I would also I would also recommend. Um, have you seen much Albert Brooks stuff? What is that? He's a very funny comedian filmmaker guy. I don't think so. All right. Well, defending your life for some reason. This isn't everybody, but for some reason, the ending always makes me cry. I don't know why. It just there's something about the scenario of the the climax of that film and how it plays out that just gets to me on some cosmic level. And I can't say that it will get everybody, but for some reason it always gets me. Um, so I recommend that because he's very funny and he's he's mostly known for humor. But the end of that movie, for some reason, I think he just taps into like just transcendent space where it's just, it's really affecting. Okay, cool. Yeah. So those are my picks. Oh, and also one more. Uh, Margaret, the film Margaret by Kenneth Lonergan. But you have to watch the director's cut. You can't watch the regular cut because the regular cut, they butchered it. So you have to watch like the the longest version possible. Um, and the ending of that uh, also makes me cry. I like I like endings that make you cry. Oh, yeah. I don't want to cry like halfway into a movie and then still have like 45 minutes left or whatever. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, it has to be at the end. So you can like think about it afterwards. And, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why like I was so I, I remember being so upset like about that movie up that like people would be like, oh, my God, the first 15 minutes made me cry or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Pixar one. Yeah. It's like, who wants to go through that? <laughs> who wants to cry the first 15 minutes of a fucking movie? Like you kind of busted your nut like as far as like hitting people emotionally like way too soon. If If people are crying 15 minutes in. And then the rest of the movie is like some silly shit with like a squirrel and a dog. And like there's like a, there's like some like big like thing, like a fight on like a Zeppelin. I feel like I don't remember anything that happens after that first 15 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. I remember like the old guy dying and I remember very little after that because <laughs> I, I mean, that's a highlight, right? It's a sad part you remember. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. That's a very oddly structured movie, I always felt. And I don't know why it's like that. I think it's a it's a weird thing. I think it's probably, you know what? I think it's because Wally had like a really strong first act as well. And they were like, oh, let's do a really strong first act again. Oh, yeah. And then they kind of bobbled it, I feel like. I think they were trying too hard. I'll have to get, it's been a while since I watched it. I'll have to give it another watch. After you watch the ones After I... After all the other ones, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have like a list of like 12 now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Magenta, it was good talking to you. I hope we get to do stuff together again. I hope you're you're back at some point or I'm out there or whatever and we get to do something. For sure. I mean, my family's out there in the area, so we'll definitely be in the East Coast at some point. That would be great. All right. And I wish you continued success and continued collaborations while you're in LA and... I hope you avoid uh, all the bad parts of the studio system as possible and just experience any good parts it could possibly have. <laughs> and please, uh, if, if it's still going on at this point, please vote for Magenta so she gets to meet Tony Hawk. Thank you. Every day you can vote, right? Every day? <laughs> Revote daily. I think I get two votes because I like added my credit card or something and it gives you two votes. Woohoo! So I've been voting you double every single day. All right. Anything else you want to share with the the listeners at home? Um, I think I've said everything. Everything? Yeah. Ever? Everything ever. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's that's fine. All right. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> Thank you for talking. Good to good to see you again. Yeah. All right, Magenta. 
Good talking to you. Good talk. See you soon. See you soon. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed that show. And if you did, $2 per month, killthelinefilms.com keeps this afloat, this studio. We make movies here, and we make podcasts as well. So uh, support us. $2 per month, killthelinefilms.com. Thank you. See you soon.